0: i dead fresh i might pull up in a casket be come on like bro a fruit come you on.
1: remember guys don't take us too seriously we're just some bros being dudes talking sports what's going on everybody welcome back to bros being dudes talking sports presented by wolfpack productions we got a jam-packed show for you guys today A ton happened this weekend. Let's jump into it. I mean, we got all kinds of stuff going on in the NFL. We got your latest uh, franchise tag deals uh, going on. We got some big free agent signings. Actually, one just happened right as I hit record, so that's going to be huge. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. We got some MLB injury news to talk about. Uh, We got some NHL injury news to talk about. Conference tournaments are starting for college basketball. There's some sex scandals in college football. Uh-oh. Uh oh, but let's start us off. Let's talk about the NBA. So, All Star Weekend was this past weekend. Honestly, not that entertaining. The one thing that was super entertaining, the three point contest. It did go chalk, but it, I'll I will never be amazed uh, or not be amazed. Excuse me, watching Curry just absolutely rain threes. I mean, this man is unbelievable. This is the best shooter to ever live. I don't think so. it's not even a discussion at this point.
2: My only wish is the hope that Clay Thompson was healthy and watch them to go at it again, because that's that's when the three point contest is at its best.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we'll get it next year. Clay seems to be trending upward. But man, Curry was just unbelievable. I wish that Devin Booker would have been in it. Um, I think that would have been interesting to watch as well. But Curry, and then really the three-point contest carried over uh, into the game itself because Curry and Leonard were on the same team shooting from half court. They were taking turns. They're like, okay, now I hit one. All right, okay, now it's your turn. You go hit one.
2: Folks, you've heard it here first. Steph Curry's good at shooting basketballs.
1: Right, yeah. It's crazy. It's very good. That, that's, that's probably our hottest take that we've had yet since we've had this company going. I mean, that's that's got to be up there. I mean, among the, among the hottest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's jump on the, the. As good as the three point contest was, the dunk contest was another snoozer. I mean, this is how many <laughs> years in a row that the dunk contest has been just garbage. Well, they like, just get like reserves
2: and put it in. It. It's like
1: there was literally there was one year in like the past ten that it's been any bit decent at all, and that was um the Aaron Gordon or not Aaron Gordon, but um yeah, who yeah, was, it was this Aaron name? Gordon. Was Aaron Gordon, right? And uh, Zach Levine, right? Those Zach those Levine two
2: went at it. Yeah. Those and Aaron Gordon was, got robbed.
1: Yeah. See, like, that, the NBA, like, the dunk contest should be something that, like, everyone's pumped about it. Like, when Blake jumped the Kia Optima, I thought that was cool. But, like, other than that, what has there been a memorable moment, like, in the past decade for the dunk contest outside of, like, Aaron Gordon? Gordon's dunk over the mascot was impressive.
2: Uh, Who was that guy that brought the airplane out and put, like, the old, like, dog-fighting headgear on and tried to jump over that model biplane and broke it?
1: (laughs) He broke the plane. (laughs) Broke the plane, like, didn't come close. Yeah, I don't have a clue. That's how bad the dunk contest has gotten lately. Like, I mean, and the the dunk that won uh, Anthony Simmons, the dunk contest, he didn't even kiss the rim. Like, that's what won him (laughs) the contest was kiss the rim, and he didn't even kiss the rim. He, like, he blew an air kiss (laughs) at it, like.
2: That coward.
1: Well, to be fair, I wouldn't want to bust my mouth open on the rim either.
2: Either, but still,
1: yeah, uh, it is I
2: what think, it is. John Collins Opie, was who it was. Tried to dip
1: over there. I think Obi Toppin got uh, got kind of robbed in a sense. Like, I think his dunk wasn't like overly impressive. He did go through the legs from one step inside the uh, free throw line, like off the
2: opposite leg too. Like that's impressive.
1: Yeah, like that's pretty good. That's a pretty impressive dunk than like. Not even doing what you what your name what the dunk is named after like the dunk he attempted was kiss the rim just didn't kiss the rim so he just had just, just a regular dunk.
2: It Reminds me of that time I can't remember what year it was but Josh Smith was in it and he brought out a big roll of tape and marked a big put a big thing of tape down like right at the three point line like not the NBA three point line like the high school three point line walked back all the way back to the other side of the court and then dunked from the free throw line.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I remember that, like two steps inside where he had that tape at. And, everyone, and he still got a pretty high score for it, too. It I mean, it's, it's
2: still – it's, I mean, it's a free throw line dunk,
1: which is still impressive. But why did you put the tape down? <laughs> yeah, just don't put the tape down. <laughs> at that point, just don't do it. Yeah, just um, say it's a free throw on dunk. Team LeBron did win uh, the actual – game. I mean, not that anyone cares about that because that game is absolutely useless now, but they do win, they do play for charity and actually Team LeBron won all four quarters and they won the total game score. So this begs the question, is LeBron the best drafter in in the NBA? See, would he be the best GM well, he's been the GM for about
2: three for years. For every team,
1: <laughs> for yeah,
2: like every for team every team he's know, played for.
1: He's been the GM. He got a title. He got two titles, actually. So I mean, he'd be pretty good. Can't he's, be worse than some. He's a pretty decent GM. He does have some rings to go along with them. I mean, he did Can't trade be his best friend. That's kind of that's kind of that's kind of shitty. Oh, but yeah, that's whatever. that's just good business. Hey, business feeling, is business. Business, business, is bu- business is business. There are no feelings in business. He's like, hey, you're you're trash, D Wade, but I love you. I will s- I will say this: the, Will
2: LeBron's affection for charity hold him back from winning another title? Because KD clearly didn't
1: care about them kids. <laughs> KD wasn't trying at all. KD was like, "Nope." Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it will. I think it does hold him back. He
2: he's just thinking about all those kids that he's trying to help, and you know, it's taking away from his game. I mean, KD—he's all about winning. You see what the Nets are doing? Yep, that's fair. Up.
1: They might get Andre Drummond too. Who knows? I mean that's a that's a good that's a good question, food for thought. Does LeBron care about kids too much? Yeah, is he too much of a
2: philanthropist to be the goat? Because mm. we all know Michael Jordan's stance on kids. Fuck
1: them kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay, so the last thing I want to talk about uh, in the NBA. So let's go, let's go one team from each side. Um, obviously, we're about halfway through the season right now. So there's one team uh, for each. Uh, conference that you think not currently in the playoff picture could end up making the playoffs. You go first. Okay. So I'm going to go. I actually like uh, what the Bulls are doing right now. Only two games under 500. They are a game back of the, um, of the eight seed. I Basketball just seems fun right now in Chicago. They're a really young team. I mean, not overly loaded with talent, but they play decent team basketball. It looks like they finally have some, uh, some life back in the United center. So I'll take the bulls in the East. And then in the West, I'm, I'm actually going to go. I mean, the easy answer is going to be the warriors. Cause I think that they do. And they're sitting right now as the nine seed, but I'm, I'm going to actually take the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans find a way to sneak into the playoffs. Um, they have a ton of talent I think they have a, enough veteran leadership that they might be able to sneak in. I like Lonzo as a point. Obviously, Zion can carry a team. He's one of the best players in the league, and he's only in his second year. Uh, I do. I think the Pelicans could sneak in. That's kind of my dark horse answer. off the rails. I think the Warriors, who are at the 9 seed, do get in the playoffs because Curry is just an unbelievable player. Um, and I, I mean, you could definitely make an argument for, for another team, too, but I'll wait and see who you're going to name before I – before I give my other one. In the East, I'm, I actually agree
2: with you. The Bulls are
1: probably the best team out of that bottom tier.
2: Uh, Levine's definitely came into his own this year. Yeah. They started off slow at the beginning, but mm-hmm. he's came in hand alive recently. So they got Laurie Marketing. They're, I mean, they're they're young. They're real young. Right. I think in the East is really weak. They can right. definitely make a push for that bottom tier, that eight seed. In the West, I'm going to go with my boys. Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Once we get healthy, we're five hundred right now. We're the Rockets, ready to launch. Once we get over that hill, we're yep. We ain't gonna win the West because the West is the West. But I think we're. I definitely think we're better than the Spurs. Probably not better than the Mavericks, but the Mavericks been playing pretty bad right now. And the Warriors, I like. I don't know, they're a wild card right now. But yeah, I agree with you there. It's probably gonna be the Warriors, but I'll go with the Grizzlies. I like the Pelicans, big though. Well.
1: Yeah, I actually, I think that actually both of the, like the Spurs and the Mavericks, I think they both fall out of the playoff race. Like the Mavs shouldn't, could. the Mavs shouldn't because of Luka, but they've shown at times this year that they've been horrible. Like at the beginning of the season, they were a bottom five team. Like they were trash. So yeah,
2: they they were relying hard on Luka right now, I'm getting hard carried.
1: Right, I mean, Luca has to basically hit a double double every night with like thirty points for them to have a chance, and that like that's not sustainable. As good as Luca is, it's not sustainable. So, like, I, I definitely think the one that was the other team that I was going to mention. I, I figured that you would considering you're a Grizzlies fan. Um, I love what the what the Grizzlies are doing. Like, their rebuild has kind of been accelerated. I mean, that's going to happen when you get a generational talent like Ja Morant. But, I mean, it helps. He, he literally has looked phenomenal this year. Right now, he's probably tied with Zion as the best player out of that class. I mean, R.J. Barrett's definitely making a case for himself this season. Okay. But <laughs> whole, whole body of work, Ja and Zion are just much better than anyone else in that class ever dreamed about being and i guess that makes sense considering they went one and two that's kind of how that's supposed to work so
2: we're, um, we're still without our best player too. triple j once he's triple back j. i
1: think triple jared jackson jr the goat I yeah I, the west is just so tough man because like those those five teams, so the three that we named not in the playoffs, and then obviously the Spurs and the Mavs who occupy the seven and eight seed, they're all separated by uh, five games total. If you take the Pelicans out of that, they're separated by a game and a half. Like, oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. The okay. so West is going to be a lot of fun to watch.
2: But the West playoff picture right now has no teams under 500, and the East currently has two teams under 500 <laughs>
1: and yeah, one 500 that, team, and one team that's 500. Yeah, and and like three teams that are one game above five hundred. Like the East yeah. is bad.
2: And the the poor old Pistons down here at ten wins.
1: Hey, they're a, they're phenomenal though. Speaking they're, of they're, the Pistons, <laughs> speaking of the Pistons, they released uh, Blake Griffin, and mm-hmm. now they are in talks to release Andre Drummond.
2: Drummond plays both the both. Oh, You're Drummond in is today. in
1: the Cavs now? Okay.
2: There, yeah, he's
1: gone. That's been – see, that's how That's how see, out of the blue yeah. Detroit is. Like, that's tough.
2: <laughs> they traded thoughts him on, for, like, nothing.
1: Yeah, thoughts and prayers to Detroit. Is Detroit the worst sports town in America right now? It's definitely right – Oh, yeah.
2: Right now, yeah. Like, I can't think of anybody. Cleveland, at least, has the football team that's – the Browns. They're, they made the playoffs for one season.
1: Yeah cuz like the yeah. tigers, trash. tigers trash the wings lions. uber the trash. wings are horrible the lions you you just blew up your whole roster you're done and we'll talk about <laughs> some decisions they yeah. made today it's their their roster's going to get even worse they have to have some of that money for golf <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair um all right, let's move on. Let's talk, let's keep it in the same uh, trajectory. Let's talk about basketball still. Let's talk about some college basketball. So let's go through. We'll go through, like, the five major conferences. Not a huge breakdown on these conference championships. We're just, uh, just going to guess off the top of our head who wins the conference championship. So let's start off in the ACC. Um, up to this point, really the best conference uh, for college basketball, at least in our lifetime. Uh, maybe the old Big East has something to say about that. But... Recent years, the ACC, definitely the strongest conference for basketball. So, Chan, I'll let you start us off. Who, who do you think wins the ACC? I'm going
2: to stick with my pick from the beginning. Florida State wins it. They're the hottest team in there right now. I don't I, think Virginia can hang with them offensively.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad pick. And just for that's actually – I I also think they do win it. Just to go something other than, than chalk, uh, I'm going to say Virginia Tech actually gets it done. Um, they're a little bit better – on the road than Florida State and playing in Greensboro obviously is not a true road game, but Florida State has been kind of carried uh by their home schedule. Twelve and one at home, three and four on the road. So not a don't not a great on, don't sleep on
2: Coach Leonard Hamilton. Don't sleep okay. on Leonard
1: Hamilton. They got a shot. But yeah, I'll take uh I'll take Biotech. So all right, let's move on. Let's go to the big twelve. I mean this one I'm sure we're gonna have like just nothing but to... the same here. I mean this is gonna be this is gonna be chalk. <laughs> So who, who wins the Big Twelve tournament? Baylor. <laughs> uh, the Baylor. Baylor wins it. I mean, it's
0: Kansas like has
1: looked good. Kansas has looked good. Um, in the uh, what's what's their barn called? This is. I'm getting. I'm having such a brain fart. Not the Coliseum. Um, the Fieldhouse.
0: Yeah, um, the field they've
1: looked good in the Fieldhouse. They're thirteen and one at home, four and six on the road. So like, yeah, you can make an argument that Kansas is definitely the second best team in the conference. Which actually, conference head to toe, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven ranked teams. That's actually pretty impressive for the Big Twelve um, as far as basketball goes. But yeah, I think Baylor runs away with it. By far the best team, twenty-one and one on the year. So yeah, give me Baylor to win that one as well. Um, all right, now to the Big Ten. This one actually, there's there should be some parity here on who we take. So I'll let you start us off.
2: Starting off, I'm going with the Michigan Wolverines. Going to win this one. Okay. They're my favorite. They were the they were the best record in there
1: in the
0: yeah. big
2: game. Coach DeWan Howard's first year. He's yeah. got his guys. They're playing well. They had a bad loss recently, but I don't think that's gonna matter going forward. Yeah. I'm
1: I'm gonna go super dark horse right here. Um something tells me Purdue's gonna win it, but then again, this one is really this has been in my gut all week. I've been thinking about this. I've been waiting to get this takeoff. I think Wisconsin wins the Big Ten tournament. I'm taking a shot in the dark. I, I think that they're going to make a, a run. They really don't have a chance to get in the tournament outside of winning the conference uh, tournament. So uh, I think they they capture some magic and they win this uh, this oddball tournament. Yeah, I don't know why. Just I got a gut feeling. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna send it with that one.
2: Hey, Frank Kaminsky walking through that door.
1: No, he's not. That's a fact. That is a fact. Um, all right, Pack twelve. Another just. Awful basketball conference. With. That's fine. <laughs> um, Bill Walton just heard that and just absolutely started going nuts in his head. He's pissed. Bill Walton is livid that I just said that. Conference of Champions is actually the conference of garbage cans. So I'll let you go again. Who do you think wins the Pac-12? I mean, I got to go with
2: Oregon. Like, I like, like <laughs> everyone else is bad. Yeah, Oregon's I mean, not
1: great, but. Uh... Than this. I I guess I'm gonna have to. I'm I'm gonna take a shot. I'm gonna go with Colorado. I mean, they're sitting in the third in the regular season standing. So I mean, it's not that big of a hot take, but just for just to be different, I'll take the Buffs. Uh, Boulder, where you at? They're gonna be partying. They're gonna be dancing. So yeah, give me the Buffs to win that one. And then last but certainly least, the worst basketball conference there is. <laughs> oh, that was such a SCC NCC. Yeah. Um, all right. Who is <laughs> Okay. So there's one of two teams that can win this tournament. So I'll let you go and then I'll pick whichever one you don't. pick. <laughs> okay. How about that?
2: That sounds good. Uh, I'm going to go with Alabama.
1: Okay. I'll
2: <laughs> take, I'll take,
1: Arkansas. I'll take Arkansas. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. That's it. That's <laughs> it. it Outside of that, they might as well not even play the rest of the tournament. Just let those two play and like do a series, do a seven game series. of just those two. Cause it's going to be the same result. Like, I, mean, I don't know. No one wants to watch Texas A and Vandy play. I look Vandy on the season; they're eight and fifteen, <laughs> and they're not the, they're not the worst team. Just go they're home. Twelfth seed. They're the twelfth seed. At that point, He's just eight. go home. Like that's oh, ugh. Texas AM Texas A and M is eight and nine on the year. Like what? Not, oh, wow. That's a good. That's a good football schedule. Hey, South Carolina, six and fourteen. I mean, these are some powerhouses. Absolute stud programs in the SEC. Hey, in the SEC, it just means more. It means more. It just means more. Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's let's talk where it does mean more. And apparently for less miles, someone saying no to a dick pick means more. Send more. Allegedly, less miles. Send cock shots. To I think it was like a female like uh, assistant, so I mean, staffer
2: or somebody on it was when he was at LSU too, so that might have played into why they fired him, randomly.
1: Right, yeah. It's just so weird. Like I don't know where these guys are so strange. Like I don't understand. Like if you are gonna send them, I get it. Like if you are sending them to your wife, or like your girlfriend or whatever, that I get it. I wouldn't send them unsolicited, even then. <laughs> Like, hey babe, I know you're at work. Cock shot. Like, what? Yes. Like, like, it's so weird to me. I mean, it, maybe it's like a power thing for these guys. Like, that's that's. Know, odd.
2: Is was the head coach of Kansas football not enough power for you? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, that that does scream power to me. Like, oh, Lord. let's see. Yeah, so President of the United States, uh, Prime Minister of Russia. People's elected, uh, whatever, in China, head football coach at Kansas. That's, that's the power rankings right there. It's a good ranking. Yeah. That's pretty, that's, those are the leaders of the – of the. well, one's a leader of the free world, and then the other one's leaders of the not-so-free world. So,
2: right. hey. I don't know how Brett Favre got away with it, but he did. So he, This is true. Brett Favre did. That's what he, Brett Favre needs to teach a class on it. Yeah, like how to get away with it. Yeah. Brett he, Favre, he knows he, something we know. Him and Big Ben – yeah. They know
1: something we don't. Brett Favre's online seminar. Do you love me? Do you love my cock? That's it. Multi-million dollar industry for Brett Favre. Screw the Wranglers. Sell classes on how to get away with sending dong shots. I mean, that's a tough <laughs> one. I, I Legitimately, like, it's so confusing to me. Why, why do they continue to do it? I mean, di- completely disavow. With his our, own
2: phone, too. His own phone.
1: These people, like, uh, give me that amount of. Let me be the head coach at Kansas. I won't send dick pics. Oh, we can't do much worse. I mean, Kansas is kind of already right. They won I think four games last year. Like, I was like a win.
2: That was a win. That
1: was the best season they've had since like two thousand six in forever. Right when they had that big fat guy, the dude that had like yeah yeah top you know yeah he was
2: crazy yeah that dude
1: looks like the the Monopoly man did a uh, the super size me challenge. Yeah, yeah no, they were good that, year. They were good they were, that good. year. they were good. they were good. I think they came in like second or third in the Big Twelve that year, which was like outstanding for them. I they should, sure
2: they have sure just quit the program, retired they
1: it, just shut it down. They said, "Well, we've actually we've exceeded all expectations for our, the whole life of our program. It's like, there's no need to keep going. We're done. We, we've peaked." <laughs> um, speaking of peaking, so John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh, excuse me. Is not under a wins quota," says the Michigan AD. What, like, why? <laughs> Even if he's not, you don't say that. Like, you're basically just saying like <laughs> ah, he doesn't have to win to keep his job. Like, that's he moron. Just out
2: there, he just out
1: there having fun. You know, guys being dudes. The, essentially, the Michigan AD said, "As long as our kids are having fun." We don't have. They're no longer worried about being the leaders and the best or champions of the of the rest. None of it.
2: He's like they're, the John Calipari of football, but he still doesn't put people in the
1: league
2: or recruit at a very high level. He just yeah, he's he just mad. He's, he's just there. He's just, there. He's, just there. he's got John Calipari's title and securities, but without any of the you know work he had to do to get there. Right.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like that. That tilted me. I'm not even like a Michigan fan. And that, tilted me. was me. Like,
2: it's got to it's got to feel good to be a Michigan fan hearing that.
1: If I was a Michigan fan and I heard that, I'm not sure I'd be alive to record today. <laughs> like that's so frustrating. Like especially with a program that has the tradition of Michigan. Like they still are, are the all time leader in wins in college football. Oh yeah. still, they've been garbage since 2000. They've not beat Ohio State but one time since 2000. One time. And this man said he doesn't have a wins quota. If I'm the if I'm the Michigan AD, you are on a wins quota. One. You have to win one game this year. It's Ohio State. You don't beat Ohio State, you are done. Or at least make it close. Like, it ain't been close in years. They just got
2: destroyed every single time they the played. Last
1: time, the last time that it was any close was when they had that, like, controversial JT Barrett uh, fourth and one call. And even then, it really didn't feel close at all. It literally felt like... Michigan was getting blown out all game. And then you look down at the scoreboard and you're like, wow, really? Like it, it's Michigan is in shambles. I mean, yeah, they're just in not, shambles. not in good shape. <laughs> thoughts and prayers to any Michigan's fan that might be listening. And also thoughts and prayers to any Predators fans that might be listening. So let's take it uh, into the NHL right now, Uh, so the Preds are going to be without Matt Duchesne. He he heads to the IR. He's out three to five weeks right now. Um, Also, thoughts and prayers to Sabres fans. There's only like four of them in existence, but let's pray for them because they... They lose Jack Eichel uh, he's out with an upper body injury and they're also probably going to lose him to a trade because they have to do something. they have to trade either Taylor Halsey, uh, Jack Eichel or Skinner. they have they paid those three guys they combined 27 million dollars and through almost halfway in the season have a combined four goals. <laughs> that's ridiculous. so they got to do something I mean that's that's just complete insanity. Especially since Halsey just came off a like uh, Hart Memorial caliber uh, season a couple years ago when he was in um, when he was in New Jersey, and now he's just been nothing. Like he's absolutely garbage this year. So that's tough. Oh, I'm not sure if you saw a dude yesterday. He had a breakaway. Legitimately, it was one on one with the keeper, and he fell down. Lost the puck and just fell
0: over. It
1: happens. That's the state of Buffalo hockey right now. So thoughts and prayers to to, uh, Sabres fans as well. In a non-joking way, thoughts and prayers to the Gretzky family. The great one lost his father, who he dubbed the actual great one. Uh, Walter Gretzky passes away at 82. I believe it was from complications of uh, dementia, so that's always sad to hear, uh, especially with how much... Uh, Wayne was talking about what uh, Walter meant to him. So that was, that was really cool. Um, touching moment there. So uh, condolences to the Gretzky family. Um, thank you, Walter, for giving us Wayne. Obviously, hockey would not be what it is without the great one. So uh, thoughts and prayers to the Gretzky family. Well, let's keep on the same path. I mean, I've talked about nothing but death and injuries for like the past – couple seconds uh let's keep it going so actually just got the notification just a couple seconds ago zach britton it got an mri on his elbow well just a couple seconds ago it came across that he's actually going to have surgery on his elbow so it looks like he is done until at least may so that sucks that's a huge damper in the yankees um in the yankees bullpen so that's really not great for the yanks who really are looking to finally get back into uh, World Series contention after a down year last year. Uh, So that sucks for for Britain and sucks for the Yankees. This one's kind of interesting, though. David Price said in an interview earlier today that he is open to have any role in the Dodgers staff. I mean, this is something like David Price on almost any other team is maybe their third starter. He's like maybe the fifth or sixth guy in L.A. right now. Like, is L.A.? (laughs) Do we need to play the season? Like, I think there's one team, maybe two teams that have a prayer. Maybe. I'm
2: like, thinking of like the Yankees a- and Atlanta.
1: Yeah. Well, I was gonna going to say the Padres, too. So, so we'll, we'll make it P.I., three though. teams. Three teams that even have a shot. And two of them are in the NL with them. Like, I think yeah. the Yankees are the only AL team that have a shot. Like, I think the AL no. this year is horrible.
2: Yeah, it's uh, going to be a slugfest. I don't have to worry about it because my team's a bonfire, So, we're good.
1: Yeah, hey, at least they made the playoffs this year, though. Didn't score a run in the playoffs, but at least they made the playoffs. They did get shut out for 11 straight innings, yes. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. And he had spoiled a one-run gem from uh, Bauer. I mean, that yeah. was...
2: Bauer did throw almost...
1: I Couldn't have asked for a better game. But, you know. He gave up, what, a one solo home run and then, like, another hit, and, like, that was it. That's the only... He, yeah, gave I mean, up he was a, two hits yeah. all game. Yeah, yeah. that sucked. That sucks.
2: We we did not hardly even. We didn't come close to
1: score. <laughs> Spoiled. <laughs> um, That's why you left.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, absolutely. 100%. That's he probably it. was going to stay up until then, and then he got there and was like, nope. Absolutely I'm not. Out of here. Doing that again. Uh, Still so division previews will start next week. We're getting some things tied up there, getting all of our thoughts together. So we will next week go through some, uh, MLB divisions. We'll give you our winners for, for a couple divisions in our early, uh, week episode. And then a couple winners on our, uh, late week episode. We'll probably go through two divisions each show. Uh, so we'll get you done in six or three episodes. Excuse me. So, uh, yeah, those will start next week. Uh, we'll, we'll run through all those and then as well, we'll give you our world series predictions, uh, and, who is uh, obviously going to be playing in the World Series. So, Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about this UFC card, UFC 259. I thought it was a good card. Not great by any means. The last three fights were the ones that really were were the ones that had me excited about the the card. Marred by uh, controversy now. So, starting off, Sterling, he won the belt, but only because of the Peter Yan disqualification. So, obviously, Sterling was on the ground on a knee, got kneed right in the teeth. So, he was awarded the belt um, on the Yan disqualification. Chan, did you see this at all? Did you see the the knee to the face?
2: I watched him leave the belt in the ring afterwards. So, yeah, he definitely wasn't happy about that.
1: Well, yeah. So, Sterling actually did say in his post-fight – press conference he said yeah Jan's a bad dude like like he's a good fighter is what he meant he's a bad dude we'll do it again that's not how I wanted to win so it just sucks for everybody I don't I think he did mean to knee him in the face I why is that like a thing why is that like an automatic DQ uh
2: pride fighting is well I mean it's very dangerous to begin But I think like they used to do it was legal in pride fighting in Japan and uh it didn't go over too well uh-huh. <laughs> So uh because yeah, turns out with
1: like Rampage Jackson had you down knee and you in the skull, it's not great. Probably not great, no. Probably not great. Um, also not great is just anyone decides to get into the octagon with Amanda Nunez, you just lose. I mean just woman. No, you just lose. Woman. Um is she the best female fighter of all time? Hands down, not even a question.
2: Oh, no question
1: now. Yeah, I, I think like, that's she, like, she surpassed she uh,
2: surpassed Rousey forever ago.
1: Yeah, I think that this like it's not even close. She's starting to enter the conversation of like best fighter of all time. Like
2: no what she's done, like it's what she's done has been very impressive. Like she's like I don't I don't think there's a woman on the planet that can be here right now.
1: No, and across any weight division. No, like I don't I, like who I honestly like, who she, like, like
2: like she's a like perfect form right now, like yeah. top form.
1: She's probably. Uh, she's probably the best striker in women's history, probably the best grappler in women's history, and her submission, uh, as as a submission artist, she's probably also the best of all time. So, like,
0: how do you attack her? Yeah, how do you attack
1: her? You want to go to the ground? Okay, you lose. You want to stand straight up? Okay, you get absolutely picked apart by one of the best kickboxers of all time. Like, uh, thoughts and prayers if you try to fight her.
2: Hopefully soon that we'll start seeing some more women come up to at least get to her level where we can see some like I better I honestly thought that, that
1: Megan Anderson had a chance to beat her. I actually predicted that Megan Anderson would beat her. I thought that her reach would play a big part because a lot of what Nuñez does, she likes to stand up top and like get into people or yeah, stand up top and get into people. I think th- I thought that may, uh, Megan Anderson's ability to outreach her would play huge in this fight, but Nunez matter for, when you on the ground. Yeah, Nunez took the fight right to her, got her on the ground. I think she finished this within the first thirty seconds of round two. Like it was quick in round it was two. Round one. It was, oh, it was one.
2: round one.
1: So it was yeah, one. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I uh, just honestly, really, 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 really impressive showing by Amanda Nunez, as always, as always. Um, and then obviously in the main event, the fight of the night for sure, or what should have been the fight of the night, ended up being uh, basically just a technical showcase. For both of these fighters, which tends to happen when you have two of the best in the world going at each other, uh, not really too much, uh, too many mistakes being made. So it's going to be technical, pointing each other to death, and that's exactly what you got in this. I always pronounce his last name wrong, uh, Jan Blockowitz. See, that's for that's sure. right? But you know, Uh, against Israel Adesanya. So uh, uh retains the light heavyweight title. Honestly, good for Izzy to move up and take the fight. I really did think that Izzy was going to win because he's just such a better striker. But, you know, Jan or er, uh yeah, Jan kind of held his own. Like he, he held his own striking. He got him on the ground and kind of rode him for the last two rounds. I do think okay, the 28 to 30 score lines, and Dana White was saying this in his post-fight uh press conference afterward. There were two refs that scored the third and fourth round. Um twenty-eight to thirty. No chance. Twenty-nine to thirty at worst. Like these guys twenty-eight to thirty really should mean that you got your brakes beat off. Like you were yeah, getting you the entire you time. You didn't even show up. Like that was not what this fight was. Like this fight was scored very poorly. I do think that blokovic definitely should have won, but definitely no twenty eight to thirty rounds should have been given out. Like Izzy won the first two rounds in my opinion. The third round kind of was a toss up, but then the last two rounds, Vlogfish won hands down, like not even a question.
2: So I'm surprised they went unanimous, honestly. Yeah, true like I like I didn't think it was that clear of a victory, but
1: Right. Like that third round I think is the one that kind of could have swayed people to to izzy because like he did have some really nice strikes in the third round that you're like okay and he was five pounds under the weight limit which Bokovic definitely took advantage of i mean when he got on top of him in the fourth and fifth round he just rode him like izzy yeah. had no def- like he couldn't do anything every time he would try to get up it would just kind of like strengthen blakovich uh hold on him and it was just done like tough to watch but you know, good for good for Blavich. He retains the title. Do you think this impacts uh, Adasanya's legacy at all?
2: I don't. It, like like you said, he went up in a weight class. Like that's always tough to do, no matter what. Like at what level you're fighting at. Right. I feel like I don't think he's done it light heavyweight. I think because he's pretty much beating everybody at middleweight for now. I think he's gonna. I think his next fight might be a middleweight fight,
1: but I think he'll definitely be back in the light heavyweight division. Yeah, I, in the I hope he is. But Dana White also did say this is basically like a death sentence to the John Jones uh Adesanya fight, which that sucks because that would have been not, the fight of the millennium. Like that will be the best fight of all time. But yeah, now I mean there's no reason to do it. I've already I've already came to
2: my senses that John Jones isn't gonna fight again.
1: You don't think he's <laughs> gonna fight again ever?
2: I don't think he's gonna fight again. If he ain't fought yet. I mean First off, he's gonna I, fight him.
1: Well, that's fair. I don't. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I I hope he's, he does. Obviously, like maybe the greatest fighter of all time. I don't even know if it's a maybe. Like just the best fighter of all time. So, I hope he does listen, fight him. This
2: card did give us a classic Herb Dean moment. I don't remember what fight it was, but him forgetting to stop that fight and that man almost getting elbow <laughs> dropped on the ground, basically like he got completely knocked out. The, the other guy walks off. He's cheering. Herb Dean just staring at him. <laughs> he, he runs back over, acts like he's going to hit him, and then Herb Dean stops the fight. Her, Herb Dean is bad about that. He's had a couple where he's like he, – He does that like once a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, he's bad about it. I he's, he gets it. into it like me. He just forgets yeah. to call the fight. He's like, oh, yeah, hit him.
1: Hit I, him. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it is because he's just such a fan of the sport. Like he loves the technical he, aspect of it like that. So he's a just a fighter like, himself too. So yeah, he
2: kind I guess he kind of gets into that, but – you can't be
1: doing that. <laughs> so no, not if that you're deal. the ref. Yeah, you can get someone killed. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, I'm surprised the Cowboys fans have not had a stroke because they could have signed Dak Prescott to his multi-year deal a couple years ago for what thirty-five million a year. Yeah, close to that. Close to that. Oh now you're paying like <laughs> one and a half times for your guy. Like this man to put ink. To piece of paper got sixty six million dollars. Hey, Jerry's signing bonus.
2: Jerry's got the money. Jerry's got the money. You don't care. Honestly, I think they're the Cowboys fans are just happy it's over. I don't no blame. More, no more posturing. No more both sides going back and forth. Just find, you got your quarterback now. Now you can work on building the re, the defense because it is
1: it's. Yeah, it's it's atrocious. Um, no, so obviously Dak Prescott resigns with the uh, Dallas Cowboys, so no no need to hit him with the franchise tag. He's just there long term. I think it's four years, like uh, close to one hundred and sixty million dollars, right? So like one hundred
2: sixty-four, something
1: like that. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, with the sixty six million dollar signing bonus. I mean, that gets paid. The Cowboys get their get their franchise guy. Um, honestly, the offense is gonna be ridiculous for the next couple of years. If they can put anything on defense together, they're gonna be a Super Bowl <laughs> awesome contender. I mean oh, yeah. it just yeah, it is that's ridiculous.
2: the problem though. If they don't have anything on defense right, right now.
1: They're just gonna have to outscore teams forty to thirty five every game. Yeah.
2: It did work out good for the first first half of the season last year.
1: No, it did not. Started one and five or something like that, right? I mean, that's no. not. That's not with, with Dak putting up like 35 a game. Right, yeah. Dak <laughs> threw like five games of the year last year. Dak was on pace to be the MVP, and his team was four games <laughs> below 500. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, honestly, good for Dak. I mean, he took a chance on himself hey, and got hurt. He, st- yes. he got hurt. And still got the bag. Like He
2: stuck to his guns. He did what he was supposed to, he got his money.
1: Yeah, good for him. Good for Dak. Um, honestly, this is actually kind of surprising. I didn't see this one coming. So uh, A-Rob was tagged in Chicago. So obviously he's been vocal about wanting out. So I think there's one of two things going to happen here. One, he's going to get tagged and traded. Or two, they're going to trade for Russell Wilson. Russ, yeah.
2: I think that's what they're going for. I think as there's been reports that the Bears are all in on going for Russell Wilson. So I like think this makes perfect sense for them. Tag him. If you
1: can't get Russ, trade him. If you do right. get Russ, then he, he can't complain. If you can't get Russ. And he won't complain. I mean, then that, that offense is scary. David Montgomery, uh, behind a pretty good offensive line. Jimmy Graham at tight end looked phenomenal at times last year. Then uh it obviously last year phenomenal. was with Russell Wilson. Right. I I, I really do think that if they get um, Russell Wilson, the Bears are now a Super Bowl contender. Like for sure. Well, they still, still got that phenomenal defense. They right. might
2: lose they might lose a Leonard Floyd or somebody here coming up in this week. They've still not made all their cuts yet. Right. But even without that, they still got a solid secondary and I mean you got Khalil Mack on the D line. I mean, what else you need?
1: Right. I mean, they heard they heard that Russell Wilson mentioned Chicago as a place that he would like to play, and their front office got rock hard.
2: Oh, as they should. <laughs> what do you want? What do we have to do to get Russell Wilson off of you? Yeah, I think we have to assassinate Pete Carroll because we will.
1: Seattle might be looking to move Russell Wilson sooner rather than later, too, because it just came out today. They will not tag Chris Carson. I don't blame him. I don't blame him there at all. You know he's not worth problem, the price tag of the top five there. running back.
2: Problem there, uh Petey. What are you doing? <laughs> well you you, you 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 told Russell Wilson. You're going to have this run-heavy really offense, and now you got rid of your best running back. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> hey, Rashad Penny. That's who they're... they're
2: yeah, hey, Rashad Penny. <laughs> he was my sleeper two years ago in fantasy and then broke yeah. his arm
1: never played a game. Hey, he's, he's phenomenal.
2: He's going to be their workhorse, Jan. Hey, you don't,
1: you Rashad, don't have
2: the vision. Hey, the heart of UCLA, Rashad Penny.
1: <laughs> Rashad Penny. Um, give me, like... Give me, Russ... To the Bears because then I'll only that I'll be able to lean back on it and be like I was only a year off of my Bears when the Super Bowl take.
2: Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, made, they made the playoffs that year, but whatever.
1: <laughs> hey, whatever. That's all I need. It's all I need. <laughs> I just need some redemption. Um, some other big names not tagged. So we already talked to Chris Carson, Hunter Henry not tagged by the Chargers. Honestly, kind of surprising there. I did expect them to tag him because they don't really have very many big name free agents and with herbert being there if hunter henry can stay healthy he now becomes like in that top five ish range for tight ends so i thought maybe they would look the franchise tag him they elect not to so he's gonna have a pretty big market if we're being honest but the tight end market is pretty big right now kyle rudolph got released janu smith a free agent from the uh tennessee titans um and um who's the other one uh kyle rudolph uh, Hunter Henry. Oh yeah, and John o. Smith. Yeah. So those John are the
2: fairy- cut earlier.
1: Yep. Yeah, so those are those are the three big ones. So I mean, where where do, do you see Hunter Henry getting a big deal from anywhere?
2: I think he'll be get the big well, I don't know. I think I'll t- I'll take it back. I think John o. Smith gets the biggest deal out of all of them.
0: I John actually
2: U., I who shows more versatility out there. Uh, I think Hunter Henry's probably the best tight end out of them like all around, but there ain't a lot of offenses that run those heavy tight end sets anymore. Yeah. So, I I think Rudolph is at the tail end of his career. I think he'll sign a vet minimum somewhere. Remember, I I would like to see him in Cincinnati. He's a Cincinnati guy. Grew up there. Does a lot of charity work in Cincinnati. I'd take him there because we need a tight end. Uh, Uzama's still coming off his injury. So, I think that's a possible landing spot for him. But, lane I mean, he might just get a big contract off his name alone. I mean, he is one of the better tight ends in this league
1: for the past yeah. decade, I guess. Yeah. I, I honestly, as far as Hunter Henry goes, I – For some reason, I kind of see him going wherever Deshaun goes. And I know that sounds stupid because it's going to be two big contracts. But there are a bunch of teams that need a tight end. And the ones that need a tight end and the ones that are in conversation for Deshaun. Like Carolina has to get a tight end. They have absolutely nothing. They don't have anybody. (laughs) Right. I mean, Chicago, they have Jimmy Graham. But like he's not. A superstar anymore, so like I could see him going to to Chicago. I could see him going to Miami, even though they have um, what's Giusecki. his name? Just Giusecki. Giusecki? yeah. Um, so I mean, I could definitely see him going to tight end package there. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with Hunter Henry. No, I, I definitely Bill, think he's got a big one. Bill Belichick loves his tight ends. I would I would cream for Hunter Henry. I, I <laughs> him or Janu Smith. Rumor is we're gonna get one of them. Basically, whichever one is cheaper. Uh, and we're also interested in kev and uh Rudolph right now, too. So we're uh, the, the problem is we always I always get alerts that we're interested. As soon as someone hits free agency, I get an alert like Pats are interested. Hey,
2: like hey, Pats make sense.
1: But Pats make sense, that's right. We spotted at sense. Logan Airport. <laughs> yeah, that's phenomenal. Um Kenny Galladay, not tagged by the Lions. Surprising there as well. I thought for sure that the Lions would tag Kenny G, give give Goff something to throw to. Wrong. He's walking. <laughs> Not tagging Marvin Jones. He's probably walking. Like They have to have plans to re-sign him, if, if anything, right? Or, uh, or they might just did they tagging. just blow up the roster, right? Did they just blow up just the roster? It up. They're good it's, at that. They like doing that. Which is crazy because... The quarterback class next year is not great. They got Goff. What are you talking about? Jared Goff, <laughs> the future. So he's the future? No. <laughs> he ain't even the prison. If I'm a Lions fan, shouts out to J.O. Like, What's going through your head?
2: Uh, Go to sleep and wake up in about five years, see if it's any better.
1: Like you legitimately just had, a, a, at worst, a top 20 quarterback of all time for sure Hall of Famer, that you couldn't even – they won – they didn't even win a playoff game with them, did they? They went one they time.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, with Calvin.
1: With that Calvin. Was the Cal, yeah, yeah, the Calvin drop right? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, if you're a Lions <laughs> fan, how do you stomach that?
2: They had a first ballot Hall of Famer and probably a top-20 quarterback all-time. And they had about as much success as the Bengals. Not great. Probably
1: much probably less sex than the Bengals. I mean
2: Marvin's yeah, definitely nails. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. <laughs> um so aside from free agents, we had a big uh, big trade go down today. And when I say big, I mean maybe the biggest trade of all time because Trent Brown is a massive human being. Big Trent Brown boy. back to New England. Uh, they swap uh, fifth round for a seventh rounder, so the Pats get a seventh rounder and Trent Brown for a fifth next year. Honestly, I love the move, but with with gains come losses. The Pats also announced today they will not be tagging Joe Thune because his his market now goes to fifteen point three or so a year. Uh, no chance that the Pats are paying that. So you get Trent Brown. But you probably lose Joe Thune. That begs good news for the Bengals because I've said from day one, if Thune is to leave New England, he will sign in Cincinnati. So that's my prediction on where he, on where he signs. What do you got, Chan? You think you think the Bengals going to land him?
2: I don't know about it now because we had Shrift go off the market with a tag from the Washington Football Team earlier. Yeah, so now Thune is like the only like top tier guard on the market. And I don't think we're beating anybody in a build ba- in a bid
1: battle. Yeah, he like is. That. He is for sure the best guard available. He might be the best offensive lineman available if Trent Williams doesn't resign in uh, San Francisco, or if he oh, does yeah. resign in San Francisco. Excuse me.
2: Like I, I thought the Beng- that I had an idea of what the direction the Bengals were going, and then today they don't tag Carl Lawson. They don't tag William Jackson Jr. And now the. Joe Clooney's probably going to be, like, the most offered guard in this entire offseason. So that's it's going to be interesting. I don't know. Maybe they'll go with a center, maybe go after
1: Corey Lindsley or somebody like that, but I don't know yeah. what we're going to do now. Yeah. I, it's going to be a tough one. Like, paying $15.5 million a year to a guard is tough. Like, that's a lot of money for a guard. That's tackle money, especially on a year where your cap is, is – uh down a little bit from the oh, COVID yeah. year. Like, giving a guard 15 and a half a year is, is not a lot of – doesn't make a lot of sense. That's
2: the advantage that the Mingles have. It's because since the, the cap is down this year, they got more – I mean, despite it being down, they have more cap than, like, 90% of the league. And the two teams that are, that are ahead of them aren't really in the guard market. So, that'd be the only thing they have. Even then, he still might not want to play for Cincinnati. I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. But it
1: is what it is. I'm pretty sure he's a local kid, though. I'm pretty sure he is from Cincinnati area. So everything about his free agency has been linked to the Bengals. That's why I said from the beginning. could be a
2: good thing or a bad thing.
1: (laughs) Well, that's true, too. Because if you grow up watching the Bengals lose, you don't want to play for them. So you might be right there. Um, Okay, so aside from those who have been cut – do you think that there's going to be like throw one name out there as like a surprise cut that you could like completely out of left field? Who's one name that you could be like, okay, out of left field? I yeah.
2: said Leonard Floyd earlier, but I don't know about that one. I will
1: picked another one. Uh, trying to think. I think, so one from the Pats that I think is going to happen, I think Patrick Chung is going to get cut. It would save a lot of cap space for the for the Pats. Who are going to need it to probably sign one of the remaining big-name receivers, maybe a Marvin Jones or a Kenny Galladay. Um, outside of that, oh, Bud Dupree. Also, I did oh. not talk about this. Bud Dupree was allowed to walk today as well, so... That's another huge name on the market. Like, this is how – like, w- I sent the show notes a little bit earlier to Chan, and it was like six or seven paragraphs long. Well, now I even forgot something because I forgot Bud Dupree. Like, that's another huge name just out – like, this is going to be the craziest free agency we've had in the league in a long, long time. Another – cut going interesting. I, I could kind of see – this is one that I actually I think this is going to happen, especially now since they re-signed Dak. I think that they cut Zeke this offseason.
2: It would make sense. I mean, he's not like he's getting paid way too much. Right. Um, like cutting the him would a lot put, of right. a lot of money for that defense. And like, like you said, we saw last year his backup. I can't remember his name for the life Tony, of Tony Pollard. Yeah, Tony Pollard. Put up just about as good numbers as he could. Like yeah. it's proof that running backs are not worthless a product. Yeah, I mean, yeah, worthless basically, unless you're like a Derrick Henry or Barry Sanders or something like that. Right. So just a freak, the like, unique talent. Right. But everybody else, I mean, you can be better than everybody, but if your offensive line isn't good, then you don't it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm
1: I agree with you there. I think he could definitely be a potential cut. Yeah, I, 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 I see that one coming. Also, see, I forgot two more. Michael Gallup, gone from Uh, the Cowboys. He got cut. And Carlos Dunlap, cut in Seattle. So let's take (laughs) this back to Seattle because they've been a recurring subject on today's show. Are they blowing up their whole roster? Are they going into rebuild mode? I don't know what they're doing.
2: Like, you would think that, like, they would be doing everything in their power to keep us, but that
1: doesn't look like it's happening. Right. it seemed like they were like one or two pieces away this year from really being able to compete for a Super Bowl. I mean, what? They went 11 and 5 or 12 yeah, with a and terrible 4. Terrible
2: defense. What with a, a terrible bad
1: defense. defense. Well, the defense did get much better at the end of the year, but like 11 and 5 or 12 and 4, whatever, with a couple missing pieces. So you're think, okay, they have a little bit of cap space to to make some moves, put a Super Bowl contender back together around Russ, who really is is still in his prime. Instead, they just absolutely tanked it. Like, they dropped the freaking nuke on their roster.
2: That's not good. You think Pete Carroll's just being petty? Uh... Petty?
1: Petty, yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's kind of a cocksucker. I don't like Pete Carroll. I've had that oh, take yeah. for a while. I don't like him. I hate how he chooses gum. I hate that he's so arrogant for really only having one good year. Like
2: We always just go back to crapping on Pete Carroll no matter what so it's it's every conversation
1: yeah it's a recurring theme it's a recurring he deserves it though um okay so last kind of the last topic that i want to talk about and then we'll we'll wrap things up uh do you do you see any big splashes happening in free agency like one one guy that could go to a team and like make an immediate impact but would kind of be a surprise like you don't really see him signing here but it would be like a surprise
2: Shaq Barrett's going to be interesting because I still we still don't know if he's officially going to be a free agent. I think I would think so now that he would be a free agent, but technically he didn't get tagged. They still can sign him. I don't think they can now because they just signed Levante David, didn't
1: they? They did. They they actually just signed, now re-signed Levante David. They like re-signed
2: Levante David and they tagged Goblin. So I don't think I think they're going to let Shaq Barrett go. I think if he goes, to like. Say, so, I don't think it feels like a Green Bay or something like that. Somehow, like I think they're a lot
1: for the NFC. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, I actually think we're gonna see two big names go to Indianapolis. I think okay. Indianapolis has a lot of cap space. I think they're going to either get two elite pass rushers, I think they're going to be in the market for Barrett. And in the market for Bud Dupree, and that would be mm-hmm. scary with that defense because they already have a really good uh, secondary uh, headed by Blackman, and you're maybe a top three linebacker in Darius Leonard. Then you have Barrett and Bud Dupree on opposing sides of that pass rush. That would be, I think, the best defense in the league yeah. by a good margin. But that defense, that
2: defense holds teams to six points a game, and their offense put up three.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be scary. But I think maybe scarier. Is if they instead of signing two elite pass rushers, they get one of those guys, and then on the opposite side of the ball, they do aid Carson Wentz a little bit, and they get one of those big name Lions receivers or Juju because Juju's going to be on the market too. So they either get Juju, uh Kenny G, or Marvin Jones. I think w- one of those two things is going to happen. Like I think yeah, that would be the a big a ton of
2: receivers on the market. You got a Curtis Samuels is on the market. Will Fuller's on the market. Yeah, like, Will Fuller be- too. Yeah, they they have options. Like everybody got options this year. Oh yeah, this is the most receivers I've ever seen available at once.
1: Most receivers with a pulse
2: for sure. Yeah, like I mean, obviously there's some rotation players, but I mean, this is like we're talking like wide receiver ones and twos.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it is crazy. Yeah, I'm excited for it. And Michael Gallup being added to that list too is crazy because he went from being like the surefire number two in in Dallas, and now they said. Not so fast. C.D. Lamb is much better than you. They didn't They didn't. Yeah, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad last year either. Like right. It's not like he was poopy. And he's. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was on like his rookie deal still.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you cut what? someone on their rookie deal? Oh, we are
2: just trying to clear space for <laughs> that. That contract's that, massive. <laughs>
1: that's probably not how you do it. If anything, they oh. should have cut Amari. I
2: don't. know. I guess they still believe in Amari. That one good year he had with the Raiders.
1: his rookie season, his rookie year. Uh, That's just, that's awful. But uh, no. All right, guys, that'll wrap us up. Uh, We appreciate all the support, uh, all the support. Make sure you like subscribe uh, and then keep sharing with your friends, your family. We really appreciate it. We have new stickers in. I just got the second shipment, so we're selling those. So make sure you hit up one of us uh, or the main account on Twitter. Uh, We can get that situated for you. Uh, we also have hats still in production, so they're still being stitched over at Lids. I'm really excited to get those out for you guys. Uh we'll obviously tweet out and put out a post on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, um, to get those done. But uh yeah, that'll wrap us up guys. We will catch you next time.
0: Sit up never like you know put you back with the We gonna up to wait, 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 wait. Shake it, uh, shake it, uh, shake it, uh, shake it uh. She like the way that I dance She like the way that I move She like the way that I rock She like the way that I woo And she let it clap for a nigga She let it clap for a nigga If she throw it back for a nigga Yeah, she throw it back for a nigga Mike Mary, Michael, Mary Billy Jean, Billy Jean. Uh, Christian Dior, Dior I'm up in all the stores When it rains, it pours she like the way I, like Amiri, like Amiri, Billy Jean, Billy Jean, uh, Christian Dio, dio I'm up in all the stores. When he raise the poles, she like the way I. Uh, when I walk in this club, thirty on me, buy at the club, niggas know that I'm paid. Bitch, I'm a thot. Get me lit, I can't fuck with these niggas, cause niggas is gay. All in my page, sucking dick. All in my comments, and screaming my name while I'm in the club, throwing them hundreds 50s and fifties and ones. I smoke. I I'm wilding. if I'm on the island, I'm snatching the sale. you got locked, then that is bail. Until he free, I'm racing hell. Tell my shooters, call me FaceTime. For all the times we had to FaceTime. 3D Nights, I do a state time. If you need the Gizzy, you can take mine. Please don't come You know I'm like that, I'll make a movie like TNT. Black 30, me as you really want it. I bet I ain't real like DB. Now i in my section, and I keep that 38 for the weapon. Remember when I came home for correction? All the bad bitches in my direction. She like the way that I dance. She like the way that I move She like the way that I rock She like the way that I woo And she let it clap for a nigga She let it clap for a nigga And she throw it back for a nigga Yeah, she throw it back for a nigga Michael mm-hmm. Mary, Michael marry. Billy Jean, Billy Jean uh, Christian Dio, Dior I'm up in all the stores When it rains and pours She like the way I Michael I Michael Mary Billy Jean, Billy Jean, Billie Jean. Uh? Christian Dio, do